0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Up Your Confidence podcast. This will be a podcast conversation for and by women to equip, empower, and elevate us to up your confidence every day to live our God-given potential. And now, here is your host.
1: Hi everyone, welcome to episode 23. I'm excited about this month episode. We're going to talk about knowing your passion and it's okay to be polymath. I'm known, I love this subject because I'm known to be a passionate leader. I believe that if you are passionate about something, don't bother, stay focused on your passion. It took me a while to define my passion. It took time to determine what I was passionate about. It usually takes a lot of time to determine what you are passionate about. What is passion? So, passion are things that you are willing to do even if you are not paid. I'm sure you've heard that before, but I have to tell you, this is really true. You know, when you are passionate, you could sit there and do the same thing for hours, and you already getting the feeling and the positive vibe and the enjoyment from it, fulfillment from it. That is what you can do without seeing the time pass, literally. You don't have to know your passion right away. You can develop and determine your passion as life goes on. That's why, for kids, it's good to try different things when you're growing up. And when they're growing up, so you can easily determine what you want or what you are passionate about. And we're going to unpack that in this episode. In order to find your passion, you have to determine the difference between your passion, your gift, and your hobby. Yes, it's all different. Passion, gift, talent, hobbies all different categories, and we're going to unpack that today as well. Let's start with your gift. Your gift are your natural born talent. That's what you're good at. That's your God-given talent. Your talent are your natural aptitude and skill set, and usually when you're young, you already have your talent and gift. They might not be super developed, but it's there. You have the raw, that's what we call the raw talent. Your talent are your natural skill set that you have. So of course, you can develop your talent so you can get better and great at it later. I'm not sure if you watched the movie King, Richard. No, 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 no. I'm not going to talk about the slap heard around the world. That is not. That was a passionate move, right? But that's not what we're going to talk about here today. But if you have watched the movie or you heard about the movie where Will Smith played Serena, William, and Venice's dad, you can learn from the movie and realize that Serena and Venice had raw talent at a young age in playing tennis. But the dad had to go out to look for the best coach, look for the best trainer in uh, in 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 around the country i want to say in compton but around the country to help them train to develop and blossom that talent and that's what gave us the serena william that we know today which is a goat she's a goat in, in tennis you can it's undeniable and also her sister venice that has won all the the award and um and the greatest title ever on the tennis court right so great talent that was developed and blossomed to become uh, the go and the greatest player of all time of tennis that we know of. So talent needs to be developed. It took me some time personally to define my passion and categorize my passion into five areas. Yes, I say five. I used to think that I should have one passion. I used to think that most people just have one passion. That's what I thought. I thought that was, you just have one passion, you focus on it, and that's what you were good at. But I realized that it's okay to be multi-talented and multi-passionate woman. And that's how I define myself usually. Sometimes I used to feel, am I a unicorn? Why am I so passionate about so many things? And I used to have an internal struggle with myself to determine, you know, what should I let go? What should I focus on? What should be the main thing, you know? What should I try to develop more and blossom it in a way? Then after doing some research and really questioning myself for years, I realized that there are actually people and a name for it. I am a polymath. And the common behavior of polymath that they are multi-talented and multi-passionate and usually, just like me, we usually tend to hide our multidiscipline and area of interest. I know that is true for me as well, because although I tend to introduce myself to people based on the conversation and where we are, many polymaths, in order to be understood by others, have to simplify the complexity of their identity, which means it leads to them censoring themselves. And I've done that the sensor part of what they they are and what they're sharing in an entirety, depending on the people or the situation or the surrounding that they're in. And I've done that too. So usually what happens is when I'm talking to somebody, I usually try to see what is the conversation it's going to be about. And that's the area that I focus on. If I'm in a technical space, I'll talk about my technical background. If I'm in a non-profit setting, you know, or social place, I talk about my non-profit work. If I'm in a friendly place, I talk about other than my travel experience, you know. So it took me time it took me time to to, to to know that to know that I was a polymath. You know, I know I had to guard my polymatry sometime. Otherwise, I'm going to overwhelm people. That's the feeling that it used to give me. There's definitely something to say for again hiding yourself a little bit, making it easier for other people to digest. People over there only need to know that I'm a software quality leader, and that all they need to know it makes it a little bit easier in some respect, but in more respect, they have no idea what else am I capable of. You know, So I'm actually dismissing my accomplishment and my view and my interest in front of people. And that's not really what I want to do. And I remember a couple of years ago, one of my friends, she was actually on this podcast. She used to call herself a chief minimizer officer. And that's different than what I do. I'm not minimizing my accomplishment or my interest, I'm just literally omitting to talk about it. Not coming off as a brag-off was one of the main reasons why polymaths censored themselves. They were waiting the amount of information they share in order to be understood more easily by people, and so as not to threaten or pull them off who may otherwise be intimidated by their accomplishment and capacity. See. What is noteworthy is that people in general usually share more about themselves in order to be understood, right? But polymath, to be understood, we share less, which is really uh, the key of being a polymath. So it's not that we're minimizing. We just choose to share what we want to share because we don't want to overwhelm other people. Polymath, who open Share the capability, or who address the identity as multidisciplinary person, or polymath may not be well received by others or understood at all, which is the reason the person will hold the information about the polymath This explains again why polymath largely remain in the dark as an important topic of discussion. In the world at large. I'm sure you never heard of the word polymathy. You didn't even know that we existed. We, you didn't even know how it played out, you know. I just recently realized that I was a polymath, you know. Being with other polymaths also provides an opportunity to learn a lot also provide an opportunity to learn from someone who might also be as fascinating as well, giving the unique experience and perspective. Meeting people that are very interesting combination, and I'm always drawn to them, usually in a conversational network setting. So how did I realize that I was a polymath? I want to share that a little bit. I recently made the realization that I was a polymath, and that I tend to censor or dismiss some of, or ignore some of my achievement or my interests, or project or initiative on purpose, while I was in a prep call for a podcast interview, and this interview is gonna come up very soon and I will share it with my community. Because I did not give them my bio ahead of time, which is usually something that I do, but the good thing in in this situation, they kept asking me questions about me. What do you do? What are you working on? uh, So I start giving the basic information. And I do that also, I I realize that I do that also when I go on a a conference and I'm talking and I'm a presenter, I have a slide about myself, but I usually just skip over, which is something that I'm no longer gonna do now that I realize that I'm a polymath. I usually skip it over and just say, For the purpose of this conversation, I am a software quality leader. And for the purpose of this conversation, I'm a woman confidence coach. But for the purpose of this conversation, I'm a mom. Usually, based on the conversation topic, I reveal who I am. I don't reveal my full self. So in this case, I just gave them the minimum that they needed to hear. And they kept asking me more. And we kept peeling the onion, asking me more, peeling the onion. They were asking great probing questions and providing more and more answers. That is when I realized that I was indeed a polymath. I also was talking to someone in a business setting most recently in an interview situation And they probably have read about me online, offline, read about me on my website. I think they were on my website, on on all my multiple websites. And uh, while in the conversation, they told me, you got a lot going on. And I kind of like frowned a little bit like, what do you mean? And they share in a good way, you know, meaning you are able to juggle several passion and activity at the same time. So I then explained that my strength is focused and I'm able to focus on each discipline and activity in order to be productive. So it's okay to be polymath. It's okay to have multiple passion. I've defined my passion as the following. Quality, that is providing high quality and excellence, not only in everything that I do, but in the software development industry, That is my career, that is my area of focus that I've been in the past 17 years. And then leadership is also another one of my passion. I'm passionate about good and great leader. I'm literally a student of leadership, how to inspire, motivate, build people to get the best out of them. That is really a passion of mine. Then third, technology. At the end of the day, I am a nerd, I'm a geek, and I'm an engineer. at uh-huh. heart. I love technology, I love engineering, I love innovation, and I love to learn how we can advance our life with technology and make our life better, easier with technology. And I'm also a strong advocate for women in STEM. We can be so much better innovative and influential in the STEM area. Women health and breast health. Our health is our wealth and women health matter because we are the pioneer of our home. Breast cancer is a personal story for me and I have my mom, a survivor, and also countless family and friends that have lost their fight to this awful disease. I created Square for the Cure in 2012 simply to educate, empower women in West Africa community about the disease and eradicate the taboo around that disease. Actually, this month we are celebrating 10 year anniversary. Yes, as a 10 year, and I'm proud to share that we have literally impacted 20,000 women with our mission. Now that we are past 10 year mark, which is a huge deal, not the polymath in me, but trying to really be taken to the moment and celebrating, we are looking at the future of working hard and shaping the organization's future. A massive 2030 impact goal that literally keep me up at night is to build a world class instead of the breast cancer treatment in Francophone West Africa. Because of such an important goal, we are revamping our organization and we are opening a couple of seats on our board. And I know some of you listeners are also supporter and VIP donor of this Corps for the Cure. So I want for you to hear it here first. If you are interested in bringing your talent and gift to join our mission and are passionate about women' health, we need you. And my last but not least of the passion of mine is Women Confident. That is the last area of focus for me and the reason why this podcast exists and this Up Your Confident platform exists as well as the book happening in the near future. This is truly a passion of mine to give women voice and see them excel in their gift, enrich their God-given full potential. The goal is to equip, empower, and elevate women leaders to up their confidence every day to reach your God-given potential. I share topic I think are relevant to that mission, and also bring in guests that can empower my audience as well. Now, one thing about having a passion is to help you differentiate between your passion and your hobby. Okay. For instance, I love cooking. That's my hobby. I wrote a cookbook a couple of years ago, C Square Kitchen. You can find it on Amazon. And all the portraits from my cookbook go directly to fund all the activity of my nonprofit, C Square for the Cure. I also love to travel. And I share my culture and sharing my culture with others through C Square Adventure, where we take American and European interested in West African culture for a 10-day cultural immersive trip to Benin, Togo, and Ghana. You can learn more about that on our website, www.zsquareadventure.com. So you can still make something out of your hobby. You can develop your talent and be respected, and be a leader because you are able to develop and blossom your talent. It is okay to be a polymath. Look at the first Black woman justice, Ketanji Brown Jackson, that just recently got confirmed. From a young age, she was passionate about the law. So she stayed focused on it. And because she was fascinated by her dad studying law at a very young age, she got interested into law. So you never know what will spark on your passion. It could be from a family member or even a tragic event like my experience with my mom with breast cancer. The key is to listen. The key is to be introspective. Pay attention to what keeps coming back. What is that thing that keeps you up at night? Cave into it. Listen. Leaning even if you are afraid. Even if you have no idea how you're going to achieve it like building a state-of-the-art breast cancer center. I'm a visual learner with a great execution and we will make it happen. Your passion not only make room for your purpose, but also when you are following your passion, you become more confident in yourself because it's almost like you got an internal drive, a fire within yourself that can never be extinguished. An external assignment from the mighty high to do what you need to do. And I want to close with this quote from Paulo Coho, a Brazilian author. He's one of my favorite authors. From his book, The Alchemist, where he says, when you want something, the entire universe conspires in helping you achieve it. So I say to you, it's okay to be polymath, multi-talented, multi-passionate, multidisciplinary. There is a reason why you have all this passion and talent and gift in you. Don't shrink. Don't censor yourself for nobody, for anyone. Stay tall and proud of your achievement, of your dream. You got this. Thank you. Hello, I'm super excited to share this program with you, Focus to Mastery. I know you are enjoying listening to the podcast and that is wonderful, but I'm really looking for few ladies who are looking to transform the life in reach the very important vip goal on time in the new year 2020 because i believe 2022 is going to be a wonderful year and i really have a mission in my heart to transform the life of just 100 women throughout the year you know why simply i'm looking to help you increase your confidence and listening to my podcast alone won't do it i appreciate listening you know that but sometimes you need somebody to kick you in the rear someday right motivate you on another day and be accountable to you on another day because when i have set up this program in the past some of you missed the date And you could not join. So I want to make sure that you don't miss uh, a new program that is opening right now in February. In February, we're going to open the door for 12 ladies to join us in the Focus to Mastery program. What are you going to get in the Focus to Mastery program? You're going to find your most valuable goal. You're going to learn how to stay focused and achieve your wildest dream. You're going to create a national plan and VIP your VIP goal. We're going to provide a safe place for your accountability. We're going to learn you to create habits for consistency so you can eliminate distraction. And then we're going to have a new, we're going to help you create a new mindset to entangle what have you been holding you back from executing on your goal. Then we're going to help you accept progress over perfection and move forward no matter what. Then we're gonna motivate you on a daily basis so you can seek the best for yourself. Then we're gonna help you to focus on what matter and crush your goal. Then lastly, we're gonna help you celebrate with a tribe of women that is as driven and successful as you. This program is gonna be a 10-week program. That being said, this is for motivating lady only. If you gotten to a point where enough is enough, you have been tired of yourself, of giving up on yourself, I would love to have you in our Focus to Mastery. I've grown to my own transformation and my passion is to help others in their journey. The great news is I will be with you every step of the way. Do not apply if you hate fun, you love excuses, you don't play nice with others, and you are not motivated to change your mindset so you have a chance right now to be reflective of your year and then start the brand new year with our program join it there's a link in the show right now that you can check it out see you in the program
2: Explore West Africa with us. Explore beautiful West Africa with this square adventure that is traveling with purpose. You want to make an impact with your traveler? Join us. We make it possible for you, I guess, to enjoy and discover three amazing West African destinations, Benin, Togo, Ghana. We offer an upscale experience, a beachfront, four star and plus resort. Accommodation for 10 days. If you're an African American in search of your African route, or you're passionate or curious about Africa, its culture, history, food, and people, this is an opportunity you don't want to miss. What awaits you? Sight local markets, festivals, local food tastings, go to our website www.dsquareadventure.com. Africa is just a sign up away from you. The countdown starts now.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed the conversation and find it inspiring or educational, please share with your friends, family, and colleagues because sharing is caring. And when you up your confidence, your friends will up their confidence too. Leave us a review and also follow our Facebook page, Up Your Confidence. We are growing and excited to continue the conversation. You can always DM or email your host on Instagram at Z Square 4 and Z Square on all other social media, or visit her website at zsquarecorner.com. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, remain blessed, and up your confidence every day.